Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure. I have the opportunity of presenting special guests, Salatasos Person and Yerieva Ariva to the show today. This is a very interesting couple from our vantage point. They are in the Ukraine right now. They are fighting the aggressive and illegal actions of Putin's Russia. And from our vantage point, it's it's such a, a, a privilege to have you both on the show today to share your experiences. I was deeply touched when I was watching coverage of your personal story. And I, I know that what you're doing right now, our hearts go out to you guys. And from my vantage point, sitting here in the United States, I, I can't wait to see you win. It's like we're all watching you courageously be freedom fighters for us against the tyranny of Russia and Putin. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't wish death on anyone. My mom always said, don't ever wish death on anyone. But when someone's evil and vile as Putin, if you hear about it, you're going to go celebrate. And um, I feel very strongly about that. This guy is he looks ill. He looks ill. He looks sick in the head, sick in the mind. And I just feel very strongly that he's going to be out of power soon. I don't think the Russian people are going to tolerate such a tyrant and such an idiot. He, he he miscalculated severely on the courage and the resolve of individual, each of you. How are you both doing today? How is everything going for you both? Because I know we see coverage from the media, but how are you both holding up? Well, I think uh, we're totally fine right now because uh, we... Uh, just uh, the baddest uh, part of this war for us uh, is, uh, I think, is end. Uh, because uh, on the beginning of this war, we were hard. We were in hard working. Uh, just uh, I was uh, on the combat missions, uh, uh, just fighting for my, uh, just fighting for my country, and. Uh, 
my uh, wife uh, was uh, working uh, in the uh, territorial defense uh, forces uh, with uh, territorial, territorial defense forces base yes she was working with uh, on kitchen working with do some documents uh, just uh, giving an interview asking uh, uh, the world uh, journalists for help uh, to ukraine just uh, uh, to help to protect uh, our people and our nation from this uh, Russian insane invasion, and uh, now I think we uh, mostly mostly fine. Uh, we have some time, uh, a little time to rest. Uh, just, uh, just uh, it's really privileged to have this time right now. But uh, we just so um, so. Uh, uh, sick of tired uh, of uh, that uh, we can't uh, do any we can't do any work uh, anymore before that and um, just uh, I think now we working just uh, just with fresh with, with fresh uh, like in fresh blood we <laughs> we uh, we back to this uh, work we back to volunteers work. Uh, uh, to collect donations uh, for Warrior Brothers from all Ukraine. And just right now, uh, many people um, from uh, any, from uh, other battalions uh, just uh, asking me for help uh, for just for bulletproof vests. Uh, like, uh, they don't even have uh, the bulletproof, bulletproof vests uh, on the front line. It's really... It's really um, insane situation but i try i'm trying to do my best in this case uh really talking about the situation in kiev uh it is much better than it was like two three weeks ago uh so some shops uh, are opened also we have seen even uh cafes uh, this uh, cafeterias and even one restaurant uh, which uh, is opened and it is much better right now still uh, on some district uh, on the borderline of the city you can hear some uh, explosions uh, like ukrainian grads are working and uh, also sometimes some rockets from russians get to those houses uh, uh, like on the um, uh, border lines of the city and it's really sad but still mostly close to the borderline of the city but still we are doing our best and uh, uh, right now like the city really has changed we have been on the base for one month and mostly half and we didn't see the city, but uh, right now seeing all the black posts and uh, uh, those things like uh, made from iron, which can stop a tank um, in Ukraine, they are called eagles. And then uh, some blocks of this made of stone, uh, just which can be, uh, uh, which can close uh, the this, which can close uh, the road if it is needed. And uh, when you drive a car, like you, I have to pass uh, one block post for a kilometer or even less. Uh, but still, it makes me feel uh, more safe. Uh, still telling about the territorial defense. Yes, we have joined the territorial defense on the first uh, days uh, of the war. It was like the second day of the war when we have signed uh, for it. Uh, but right now, even though the, that we have a really huge problem with uh, military vests, with uh, helmets, and uh, with kind of ammunition like uh, medicals, with some medicals, yes, with some uh, with some specific ammunitions uh, for rifles and like that. 
Uh, so uh, even though we have such kind of problems with uh, the supplies and ammunition, uh, the situation with the territorial defense is absolutely wonderful because uh, there is a long queue of those who want to join and volunteer for territorial defense, like three people for one place of the territorial defense. And then uh, those uh, men who have military experience, who have even warrior experience, like uh, during the uh, war in Ukraine, in the east uh, of Ukraine, from 2014 till now, they uh, maybe took their families away and then then came back or they have to do some other kinds of job. But right now there is a long queue of those who have real military experience. So those who don't have it were asked uh, to leave and uh, we will join only if we are needed to protect uh, the city uh, if the situation becomes worse. So that is why we have we had an ability to start working, working with volunteer job and uh, also my husband worked more with uh, things for his warrior brothers and also for, for warriors, warriors uh, yes, for from other battalion uh, territorial defense. And uh, I am a deputy of the Kiev City Council Uh, elected on the Obolon district of the city. So uh, right now I'm trying to get some humanitarian help uh, for the citizens uh, of uh, Kiev, like some vegetables, uh, some food for those who don't have an ability to buy it because there is a lot of people who have really problems with it, even in Kiev, even though that the front line moved uh, back, uh, moved away from the city like 30-35 kilometers. And yesterday we have seen the news that Irpin In city, the city near Kiev, like maybe 10 kilometers from the city, is free and uh, it is under Ukrainian control. And it's a really uh, big pleasure and happiness for us because my husband lived in Irpin city before the war and before our marriage. So uh, he was really worried about his uh, house, if it is safe, it is, if it is even, if it is. But um, yes, many people, many people. Uh was tied in the sitting in the sitting in the basement uh, and for don't weeks. for weeks yes just didn't have any water any food uh, uh, just uh, don't know if they uh, uh, if they have it uh, at all it's were it was really insane there Yes, it was really hard and still knowing that the city is free is a great pleasure to us. But still, uh, the uh, Russians living in the city uh, set up a lot of mines uh, all around. Even they have mined the bodies of uh, Ukrainians who are dead. Just people somewhere Just are lying, laying around. Uh, they are the bodies of them and uh, they are mined also. So there is a lot of work for Ukrainian armed forces just to make the territory safe. So only after that we could uh, get to my husband's ho uh, home and uh, get some uh, things for him because when he came uh, to our house and when he got we got married he just got a lot a little of clothes so he doesn't even have what to wear Goodness. and uh, yeah that, that's kind of hard and uh, still we believe that uh, in some days or weeks we could uh, go back there and just to solve the situation and just see the city have you been back to Irpin yet or and i saw some coverage of it the only footage they show us is like the bridge is blown up and all these civilians are crossing across and and there's different footage but they show i mean a lot of the footage we see is just one lens i know you guys are on the on the actually there in reality and have you had a chance to talk to anyone who lives in Irpin to find out life is hard but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier hi my name is blue tulisma i'm a writer and emotional intelligence coach and the host of humanized with blue tulisma 
a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. How they are now, or have most people? Yes, uh, yes my mother was uh, in her pin. Uh, she was working as like uh, three weeks ago. Uh, three I weeks think. ago, yes, she was three weeks ago in her pin. Uh, uh, she was uh, supplying. Uh, she she have supplied some uh, vo- some uh, volunteers uh, medic me- medic equipment, some uh, foods, water for they just. Uh, um, it was uh, really insane about it because uh, she actually uh, um, almost, uh, almost could die. Could die. She almost could die. She had some problem with. Uh, she had some problem with. Uh, uh, with uh, uh, local um, with local uh, um, invasion forces. Uh, they just tried to. They, they have tried to kill her. Uh, she was on the. She was on the uh, machine actually, and she just. Uh, it was really lucky that uh, she was uh, uh, flee out of the uh, out, out of them uh, and just. Uh, uh, and just uh, already get this food and water and medication to people who need that, who need it. When you guys wake up in the morning right now, how surreal does everything seem? Do you feel like you're just kind of working hard, accomplishing all this heroism that you're both doing? I mean, I, I admire you guys tremendously just hearing your story and seeing what you're doing. I mean, you're 24 and 21. Is that right? I mean, you guys are very young yet to assume such a mantle of leadership, global leadership and courage. It, it motivates me tremendously. That's why I wanted to reach out to you because I want to share your story with my audience and I want other platforms to pick you up too, because I think what you're doing is you're, you're helping so many people. You're standing up for yourselves and you're showing us how it should be done. You're showing the rest of the world how we should conduct Thank ourselves. You. And I don't know if you get enough of that in your daily life, I will pray for you every day until this war is over. And I feel very strongly like before the war, I know you were in the deputy city council. What what were your roles like? What was your life like before this whole chaos from Putin started? Uh, it was uh, like the, the one moment I think in my life when everything was uh, absolutely calm before the war. Uh, I knew uh, I have been elected uh, and I didn't expect it to be elected because my place uh, in the list of uh, candidates, it was the fifth place on the district and I had a very little chance to win. But still 2,790 people have uh, voted for me. And uh, then uh, I moved from fifth place to the third and I had an ability to pass as a deputy of the Kiev City Council. It was a great, uh, great thing. Uh, and uh, I was doing my job. I was helping people with the what, with what I can. Uh, I knew what am I doing. And I felt like being uh, good enough uh, with my job. Uh, and also like the only thing I worried about if I would uh, go to the second term or not. And uh, uh, what to do. What to wear to our wedding day? We have planned to marry on the sixth of May, and uh, how to do a beautiful ceremony and how to make a beautiful celebration after that in a restaurant, uh, and also 
some worries about the renovation in our flat and just the moment when the war started it was like an absolute shock because you have your normal life when you know what to do when you know uh what uh, when you have plans for two three weeks and uh, right now uh it was just one moment when my husband uh, called me at 6 a.m and he just told the war started and i was like um what 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 i'm going to do i have plans i just uh, have plans for my flat i have plans for my uh, work and that all just disappeared at one minute and it was like a half a day that i was in an absolute shock not knowing what to do just uh, checking the news in telegram and uh, not just having an idea what with what can i help uh, and what to expect because on the first uh, day of the war everyone was expecting russian army to be much stronger than it was in real life and uh, if it w- wasn't uh, stolen by russian uh, politics and ministers <laughs> but um, there was a moment like if we could stand if ukraine could stand what will happen if uh, ukraine will fall because uh we were activists uh, before the war very yes. patriotic and uh, we understood that if russians will try to destroy those who are really like uh, active for ukraine uh, then uh, we will be in those lists and we can expect to just to die if uh, that will happen so the moment like the the decision to go to the territorial defense and to help with everything we can it was just like a natural thing uh, i think for all of the ukrainians who started volunteering who started uh, like uh, doing this um, uh, masking nets or getting some food or uh, just uh, taking donations and buying some uh, protection for the warriors or other kind of volunteer job or just signing up for army or a territorial defense uh, that was just a na- natural decision because we understand if russia will come uh, will bring russian world to our land russian world is only death fear tears and uh, destroy of everything just look at the russian cities just look at the uh, russian those towns which look like they uh, people don't live in there for years i haven't been to russia but i have seen those uh, like photos in google maps and uh, it's enough just to check in there uh, like picking a random city uh, not moscow not st petersburg but some random small town and uh, watching how the houses how the roads uh, are looking and that's just a terrific thing they can't feed their people they can't um do some normal job uh, with their cities and don't they can't uh, do some things for their cities i mean uh paint houses paint uh, some fences or something like this but still they are trying to take georgia they are trying to take ukraine they are trying to take syria and uh, that kind of things oh yeah and uh, that is really awful and me being as a deputy here since city council uh, working with some some kind of uh work to make the city better to make the city Uh, work uh, in a good way uh, i understand that they do really nothing with their towns and cities and i don't want to be uh, like this kind of world in ukraine just the destroyment we the fear and the control system. yes we don't want to be the part of russian world because russian world is really the worst thing that uh, could happen to uh, any country 
You know, I, I can understand that. I grew up during the Cold War as a child, and I remember Russia was the boogeyman for us. Like we were the Soviet Union. You guys were part of that. Unfortunately, Ukraine was. Thank God you have your independence, and you're not going back to Russia. I can guarantee that to you. I can guarantee to you, you're not going back. You're going to have your own country. You're going to grow you, your family there. You're going to have a lot of positive things coming out of this. And it's a nightmare that what we've been through already, but I feel like we're coming out of that tunnel. And I think, and I pray that you have the opportunity to really leave a positive impact among Ukrainian uh, citizens in, in Kiev. And, and hopefully, you know, Russia can learn from you. Its citizens can learn from you. They can topple Putin and get rid of his, of his, um, I guess, megalomaniac. You know, we had Trump for a while. We had a megalomaniac in our country and thank God we got Biden in there and got rid of Trump. But you know what? You know, U.S. democracy, I feel like, is under threat still. We still have our own problems that we struggle with. We're all in this together. We have to be. You showed us that. You showed us instead of fleeing the city or running from Ukraine and going somewhere else, you guys put yourselves in the in the in the thick of it and said, you know what, you might be a tank. I, those footage of people standing up the tanks, which is people. It baffles me in such a good way. And it makes me realize you can have machines and rockets and missiles. But when it comes down to it, you can't kill the people's resolve. You can't kill the solidarity. You can't kill love. You can't kill the desire for peace and for betterment. And I think that's what Putin's learning right now. He could try to fire anything at you, but the reality is he's destroying himself from the inside. And I think that that's something that I feel very strongly about. Have you ever considered yourselves to be freedom fighters? We're just fighting for our land. And uh, maybe for the whole, uh, we understand right now that our fight in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, is the fight not only for our land, but still for the whole civilized world. Because Russia, ta after taking stop. Ukraine, stop wouldn't on, on stop. Ukraine. Yes, wouldn't stop. But uh, telling about uh, Russians, if they will uh, be okay with Putin or stop being okay anymore, I really don't believe in them. Like we have a great uh, mentalic uh, difference uh, between Ukrainians and Russians. And that really hearted, I think, every Ukrainian who came abroad. And uh, some years before this, um, maybe 10 years before this, when you say that you're from Ukraine and some people just are say uh, back that, oh, it is somewhere near Russia or it is Russia or something like this. And you're, no, it's Ukraine. Ukraine. It's absolutely other country and absolutely other people. Because Ukrainian people, they are kind of uh, archaic and they think of family, they think of uh, uh, nation also. They feel the pain for the child killed in Mariupol as for the child of their uh, blood brother or sister. And it's like being very, uh, on those hard times, uh, this mentalical thing is really, uh, really helps us uh, to connect uh, to unite and uh, to fight our enemy and russians they are like one for one they they are alone in their yeah. fight and they try to uh, save their own life not the life of their brother or sister just their own and that's the i think the main difference uh, of the mentality of two our nations and uh, really i don't believe uh, after seeing uh, about the sanctions after seeing all the things that which they have got that they uh, they will try to change something we just have to we, we have to try to make them to do this and maybe this will work maybe sometimes there are some revolutions in Russia, but they are very bloody. They are very awful. Not that kind which were in Ukraine or in the all around the world when people weren't okay with their governments, with uh, their like uh, 
with with the the main uh, politicians in their country uh russians will just do it's in a very cruel way if they will do it but still we will we believe and we hope we they will someday understand that putin isn't the best thing for russia he is the worst enemy of their country because the only thing he cares about is uh, his uh, imperial ambitions and that is uh, the thing they should understand and i hope they will someday understand this I think Putin has Stalin syndrome. He thinks he's back in the Soviet Union with all these countries under his control, and he he isn't. He's a much weaker uh, autocrat than he'd like to see himself as. And in reality, you're showing him firsthand how he can't assert himself beyond his borders. And I pray that what you're doing right now in Ukraine to stop him will help set him out of power. And then there has to be changes done. And I mean, look at I mean, we're, the world should come together to help Ukraine build, in my opinion, rebuild your cities, rebuild your towns, help your your kindergartens. And you can't replace lost life, but we got to put things in place to protect you guys, security guarantees, whatever is necessary to make sure you're part of the international community as an equal citizen. Just because you're next door to Russia doesn't mean they can bully you and prevent you from belonging to Europe or belonging to NATO or being a part of the free world. There's no, and, and when I say free world, I mean free is a sense that you're fighting hard for your freedoms and you don't, you don't want an autocrat to rule over you. And I 100% agree with you. No one should have to be forced to go through that. And we're in a time and a place where this should not even be occurring, but unfortunately it is. So now history is repeating itself, but we know the outcomes so we can prevent those outcomes. And that's what you're doing right now. You're a bulwark against Putin and his forces and you've made them retreat. I mean, that's, that brings a smile to my face when I hear that you guys are able to beat these mechanized columns and, I want to ask you, have you encountered Russian uh, captured soldiers at all? Have you guys seen anyone like that to, to see what they're like firsthand? Have you had a chance to to come across anyone in the Ukraine that's not pushing the Russian point of view, the Russian perspective, even though they're from Russia, like they're working with Ukraine itself? Have you guys had experiences like that? Or is it mostly just the stuff that we see, the, the bombs going off, innocent people getting killed? No, First of all, I can, I can uh, say something like uh, I have uh, not the best experience in my, I, my life. Uh, uh, I was uh, so, uh, some time ago, I was uh, later time ago, I was living in Crimea. I was there when uh, the Russian Feder- Russia Federation was uh, um, take, uh, th- take uh, this place uh, to here just uh, uh, just just uh, just uh, made the... just just Get made over. made the fake the, the just made made the fake uh, uh, the, the fake elections uh, which uh, I saw that elections nobody nobody uh, no, no nobody haven't uh, haven't came for the, for that uh, the um, uh, the election uh, the election boxes was empty when. Uh, it uh, when it, it was the end of the elections day, but uh, in any case, Russia said that uh, everyone wants uh, to see uh, to see them uh, to see them there and just take the Crimea to 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 their country to take it over. Yeah, they just came in and took it over. Like, oh, it's ours. We'll take this now. Like, yes, no, yes, yes. it's not yours. You can't just yes. take things over. This isn't yes, your. But my- 
but for just uh, but unfortunately my country had uh, some uh, really problem uh, on that time it was maidan time it was uh, when uh, uh, again uh, my nation uh, want to prove uh, whole world and russian federation that we are not want to be with them and uh, that uh, we had uh, yanukovych uh, is uh, the president uh, of Ukraine there, and he wanted just he wants to uh, he wants to um, uh, work with Russians. We, he wants to uh, he want to attach he wants to attach to our country to the Russia Federations to Russia Federation. Uh, but uh, people people our people really uh, democracy really in the blood of our people. We don't want to. We just want, don't want to see any non-elections democracy like in Russia, it's like uh, formal democracy. We don't want to see formal democracy in our country. We want yeah. to be free. We want to uh, we want to rule our lives. Everybody in Ukraine wants to rule, rule their lives on their own, not like in the Soviet Union when it was uh, uh, when it was the government uh, owed your lives, uh, uh, life and uh, you can't uh, do anything with that. And uh, when I was in Crimea, I was uh, see on my eyes what uh, what the Russian world is. It was uh, really insane because uh, we have a really in Ukraine we have really uh, really nice uh, qualified. qualified yes we have really nice qualified products uh, some like foods we have really really nice qualified foods but in Russian it was really mm, I don't I I even don't know how to. Uh, to come to say about it, it's, it's the Russian foods really, really awful. Is yes, it like yes, really bad food? Yes, something like that. Yes, something like that. I don't know. I don't know know what Russians Russians do with their food, but it's really awful. It's like uh, it's really cost much uh, more than in Ukraine, but uh, its quality is really awful. And wow. uh, it's the first. Uh, it's the first thing what I It's the first thing what I can. Uh, what I could see of the Russian world. But next one, it was a really uh, high price. In Crimea, it was really, the whole price in Crimea was uh, in one moment uh, after Russia, after Russian federations was uh, uh, take the Crimea, the whole prices in, on the uh, on that, uh, on the district was uh, in one moment are uh, high up, just, uh, just, and, uh, and uh, after, after that, it was, uh, uh, it was it was beginning uh, it was beginning of uh, a really a poor. A poor yes it, it was beginning a really poor of uh, our of uh, every man who lived there and uh, after that uh, I uh, can uh, I could <laughs> I had a chance to watch uh, to watch a Russian uh, channel. Russian channel, oh, it's yeah. Russian propaganda. It was, it was really, it was really um, some uh, kind, uh, some very, very insane kind of shit. I don't know how to, I don't okay. know how to talk about that because from two weeks of watching Russian propaganda news, just uh, for curious, just for curious, I really began to think uh, something like, uh, oh my God! If uh, is it all real? Is it uh, my country real? That bad as as they said? Is uh, my uh, is my people really fake? It's it's really it's just eat your brain. Absolutely, oh, yeah. eat your brain. It's, it's toxic. Uh, yes, it's, it's really toxic. toxic. Independent thinking. Yeah, yeah, that kind of. Uh, you know, I have been uh, 
my diploma, bachelor's diploma, I have been making about uh, the influence of the Russian uh, propaganda at the Ukrainian society. So I had to do such an unpleasant thing as also to watch uh, Russia <laughs> one channel. And yeah. uh, excuse me, but if you watch it for some days, uh, you just can get the brain cancer. Really, you have. Su- I had such a great pain, uh, pains, uh, headaches. Uh, I haven't got... Uh, during all my life, I don't know what uh, technologies do they use, but still, that really just uh, gets to your brain and it, it makes something with it. And propaganda. also, uh, yes, yeah, the only propaganda. Thing, uh, That's all it is. Yes, but uh, the only thing I think Russia is really great with is right, their propaganda. Oh, yeah. Like it is an absolute lie, an absolute fake, and it looks like an absolute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Excuse me, bullshit, but still, uh, they just, uh, they look, they make it look real, and that is really weird. Also, talking about um, Russian, I haven't been to Russia, as I have told, and uh, I haven't been to Crimea also uh, after the Russian invasion of the... And I think uh, you're really lucky about that. I, I don't want you to see this this shit. But I'll really... see Ukrainian Crimea soon, and you'll show me. Yes. Uh, yes. But still, uh, my uh, great-grandfather and great-grandmother, and also my ancestors before, have suffered because of the Soviet uh, uh, governments, because of Soviet uh, Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, it was a story. My great-grandfather, he was uh, in the Red uh, Army uh, fighting uh, on the World War II. Uh, After he uh, got uh, wounded and uh, he got back home, uh, there was a movement uh, on the Western Ukraine uh, called Banderivsi. That was those Banderivsi, which are uh, which Russian propaganda is talking right now. They even talk that uh, Stepan Bandera, the leader of this movement, is alive right now and he is somewhere in Ukraine. So they are so afraid of him that they have uh, they are telling <laughs> Russians that he is alive. He is. He's somewhere in Ukraine killing Russians, even though he is uh, in grave for more than 50 years. And uh, he's um, buried somewhere in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Yes. he he was killed in Europe. Yes, after like uh, the World War II, maybe in 50 years. But still, his movement, Banderivsi, it was uh, actual till maybe 60 years of the last century. And one day, uh, those guys from Ukrainian uh, riot army, uh, they came to my great grandfather, and people uh, in the western Ukraine they have helped those like uh, Ukrainian riots, but they have made it to in a really secret way. Because if you, if Russians, if Soviets would would know that you just communicate with them, they will send uh, you to the prison to some uh, I don't know to the prison. Okay. Prison. Uh, and that was a story when uh, a group, yeah, when a group of uh, Ukrainian riots uh, got uh, a fight with the Russians, and uh, most of them were just uh, rounded, and uh, they have killed themselves uh, not to uh, be in their hands, uh, in in the hands of Russians. Absolutely. And, uh, when uh, have they have searched the bodies of them, they have found a photo. Uh, of uh, those g- group of people made near uh, near the house of my great grandfather, 
Wow. So he wasn't on this photo. There was just his house uh, on the uh, back line of the photo. And still, even though he is, uh, uh, he's got some uh, medals of uh, Russian Red Army. Medal Zariata, of Honor, yeah. Yeah, Medal of Honor. And even though he got wounded, he was fighting for Soviet Union, like in Red Army, they have sent him for five or seven years to Vorkuta. Uh, to a prison with a, with a very strict uh, regime. like regime, yeah, and it was like uh, they have ruined uh, the life of my uh, the sister of my uh, grand uh, grandmother, the her older sister. They have ruined the uh, health of my great grandmother. She's still alive, but she has really huge problems with her nerves, and they have uh, ruined the health. Uh, uh, of my uh, great uh, grandfather, and that's not only the one story. There is a lot of stories, lot of stories. and that is why uh, I always knew that Russians are our enemies. A lot of people in Ukraine, they have thought before the 2014, even before this like war, uh, full war, uh, which started on the 24th of February, that Russians are brother nations with Ukraine and something like this. But uh, my parents have raised me with this understanding that they are enemies. They are orcs. They are just the worst thing which can, could happen in the world. They are uh, oncology on the world's map. And uh, that is why we are fighting with them, because we know what to expect. You know what's, and you know what, based on your history, and that's a good point. That's not covered as much. I, I know just you're, you're bringing up your, your, your roots and your family members who your, your, your loved ones who, you know, maybe here, maybe gone, but how they suffered themselves, you know, and that shows that that's intrinsic in your, in your upbringing, in your memory. And, and that I think can help fuel the resistance that you're creating. And I, to create a better future for your children and for yourselves. I mean, that doesn't, you know, you're not asking for anything extraordinary. You're asking for the basic appreciation of living a life undeterred, no despotism, autocracy, no controlling and destroying and killing. And I think that that's a noble thing. And it's not anything that any of us would want for ourselves. And so right now we're seeing the recent episode of your courageousness and your, and your strong and your strength and your ability to pull together. But you're giving me an insight to think that, yeah, this has been multi-generational, Jason. This just hasn't been right now the last four or five weeks. This has existed for over who knows how many generations? I mean, a, a hundred years back is when the Soviet Union was created, 1921. So I think I think it was the war uh, between Ukraine and Russia isn't for 100 years or eight years, like from 2014, or four or five weeks, like uh, the full war right now. Uh, it maybe started 350 years ago when uh, Katerina II has ruined uh, the uh, Zaporizhka teach, yes. or maybe it has started uh, in uh, 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 1187, uh, if I'm not mistaken, when uh, Dolhoruki has uh, destroyed and ruined the Kiev city. Uh, he was uh, ruler uh, of uh, Chernihiv Sivar uh, country, country when the Kiev Rus uh, has uh, split away, and he just uh, tried to take the Kiev and he just ruined it uh, absolutely. And then he uh, started to do his own state. And maybe this war lasts uh, for almost a thousand of years for about uh, like time, these four or five weeks. It, I believe it's the end of Russia, like Ukraine. 
as as uh, uh, Yuri Lutsenko, one of our politicians, has sold uh, in two or three days before the war began, like this war began, Ukraine has Christed Russia. Ukraine will sing it out when it will be dead. And I believe that's true. We are the end of this state of evil, lie, and uh, we are fighting to clear the world from this uh, cancer? from this evil state. Yes. I was going to say cancer. And, uh, mentioned oncology earlier, so. <laughs> I understand that sounds kind of uh, chauvinistic, but, you know, when they were killing and torturing and uh, uh, sending to prisons our ancestors and uh, people right now, uh, we can't be kind or okay with them anymore. Like, I think most of every Ukrainian right now hates them with all of their hearts. Yeah. We know what to do if there are, if there are Russian invasions will win this war. We just uh, don't want it. Uh, <laughs> we just don't want to see that shit here. Well, God willing, hopefully we'll have security guarantees in the future. We'll, you know, we'll be able to get out of this current situation. I, I pray every day that Putin leaves power. And even after he leaves, Russia is going to still be an issue until they get their stuff in order. And I want to ask you this. How can our audience support you guys? What can we do? personally as our audience our listeners i saw your paypal and i, I will promote that for as long as as you know Thank i can you. uh what else can we do what else can can our audience do to support you guys directly because i have so much respect and admiration for what you're doing right now on an individual basis and and just as a country i think you guys are are really holding up the, your end of this world right now and keeping things where they need to be going so what can we do Thank you very much. Still, I I know only one thing. People should go still going on the streets and tell their governments that they need to do everything to help Ukraine and uh, to stop Russia, to impose more and more sanctions. Because only this way, only if the all civilized world connects and unites against their uh, enemy, we will all win. And... Uh, Right now, as we have told, Ukrainian, Ukrainians are fighting for Ukraine, but still for the whole civilized world. And we need this help of the whole civilized world. For that reason, if Russians wouldn't come to their houses and wouldn't kill their people. So that is the most needed thing right now, just to go on strikes. If they have ability to send donations uh, to Ukrainian funds or to their funds, which uh, send some supplies and things for Ukrainians, because the war isn't here in Ukraine, but really the whole world is taken to this war and they have to decide if they are on the side of the good ones or the evil ones. And uh, we really need the help of the whole world and only together we will win and we will make this world better with uh, not being feared to the Russian monkey or Russian crazy man just to push the uh, red button and to send uh, the rockets uh, to every country in the world. We really don't want it. And uh, we just want, we really want the peace uh, in the whole world. It sounds kind of, uh, uh, it sounds kind of, I don't know, the kind of thing which could never happen, but still, I believe it will. 
And I believe it will if Russia will disappear from world's map. Because if there is no Russia, there will be no Syria, there will be no Chechnya, there will be no Prednistrovia, uh, uh, Abkhazia, Ossetia, Karabakh, and Ukraine. Like there, these, all these, those wars, all those deaths and uh, tears and uh, all those terrific things which have happened during only 20 years, uh, like 30 years, okay, mm. uh, made by, are made by Russians. So we need them to stop. We need this evil state to stop and to disappear from world's map. And only in this way, we will have peaceful and happy world. I believe in this. You mentioned an interesting point about uh, Russian propaganda and how it could poison your brain. And one of the things I want to ask you is like, I think if you could remove that from the Russian media, if you could give independent journalism a chance to actually alert the Russian people that, yes, this is a war. This isn't a controlled military exercise in Ukraine. This is a bloodbath. This is people killing innocent, slaughtering innocent Ukrainians. I think that God willing, if, if we could remove that from their messaging, that perhaps the masses in Russia would rise up and uh, go against Putin more strongly than even has been with his control and his iron fist over the media. And I, I feel very strong. Like if you look at the way Putin was at one of his recent his recent rallies, he had this $14,000 plus jacket on and looked like an idiot, mm -hmm. right? I thought he looked so ridiculous. And then you have Zelensky looking so awesome, just like speaking to the world one at a time, right? I could just imagine how jealous Putin must be of Zelensky right now, or how much you, you guys are like the cool, you're the cool crowd compared to him being an idiot. That's how I look at it in my mind. I, I water it down. And, and I, I feel like Putin's got to realize that this is all blown up on him. He's become an outcast. He's become a pariah. And so I think with your future leadership and just with you guys directly talking to you today and having this conversation, I, I see firsthand the future of your country and the hope and, and, and the opportunity that comes with everything you're doing right now. And I, I just, it, it baffles me to think that we're living through this, but then also out of bad comes good. And you guys are the epitome of the good. You guys are the, the fighting back, the, the giving a chance for anyone who doubts things in life to look forward to positive things and the, the brightness that comes out of the tunnel of darkness. And that's what I, I wanted to highlight your story. I mean, you guys got married the day of the invasion. You moved your wedding date from May 6th up to February 24th. And you took these pictures that I feel like the world looks at in like awe. Like we're looking at your photos of your wedding pictures. A lot of people have wedding photos and they're in an album here in the United States. We take our, our pictures and we share them with family or we'll post them on social media. You guys were like global with that. I mean, the, the, the messaging, the responsiveness from what you're going through, your lives have been put upside down, right? But you made sense of that. You married each other. You're holding a rifle <laughs> as you talked to me in the left right now. I didn't bring it up, but I mean, come on, like, that's amazing. Like, and your story, you, I think you guys are winning the messaging tremendously. And, you know, words have power, words have meaning, words change societies. And your words right now today and all the messaging that you've done in the last several weeks is changing our perception of Ukraine and how you need to be with us. <laughs> you need to be part of our of our world and, and Russia needs to stay out of you. You know, that's the point. And, and whatever comes out of it, I feel very strongly and I pray that a resolution occurs and that you will get the, the funding, the attention, and the help you need to rebuild everything you need to make Ukraine the best it's ever been. And I can pray that your children, if they ever came on a show like this in the future, they could talk about their great, great, great parent, grandparents being plagued by Russians, but no one else. 
That's what I pray for, for you guys. I pray that you, you can smile in peace and have enjoyment with each other, have kids, have a family, start, start, start your own roots. I see you getting all that, by the way, I'm a psychic. So I pick up things after this war is over. I feel very strongly. You're going to lay your roots down and have a very strong, active political career for yourself. You're going to have your own business or something and own a couple of things you're going to be doing. And the two of you are going to be very strong in, in, in your communities. So, and I see at least two ch children for you. So there's a lot coming up. If you can fight for it, I know you have already, you've proven you've gotten through the darkest period. And I really, even today we're hearing about, there's a potential for some peace talks happening in, in, in Turkey, not to date ourselves, but you know, there's a lot there that's coming out of this. And I think your strength, every single one of you have the strength that I, I admire. And I want the American people to tap into that for our country to improve. We really need to learn from you. That's my opinion. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to post everything in our show notes for this episode and share everything with our audience. I just want to ask you this. When you look back on the last four weeks of five weeks of your life, what do you think if you were to share with our audience, what's changed in a positive way for the both of you, what would that be? Mm, well, what will, what will change in a positive way? Well, I think uh, that uh, uh, first positive things uh, which uh, was came with, we, I think first positive things which was, which was came uh, with uh, the start of this war, it was, uh, it was a total consolidation of Ukrainian people. Every Ukrainian people, even uh, even uh, even that Ukrainian that uh, want to see Russian world here, they finally saw what and Russia. Understood. They understood this. Finally understood what what Russian what the Russian world is uh, is re really are. It was uh, they saw the destroyers. They saw the uh, they saw the uh, dead body of our civilians. They saw the um, bombing they saw the bombing of uh, hospitals the, of schools uh, of uh, uh, kindergarten and something and uh, as a civilian object it was not it was not a war uh, it was not it was not a war object it was not a military object it was just a civilians with uh, with uh, uh, civilians people with uh, with children with women they finally saw what is russian federation are Really, and uh, it was uh, total consolidations, consolidation and unification of, 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 of uh, Ukrainian of Ukrainian nation. I uh, happy to see that everyone in my country want to fight for their country. They don't want to. They don't want to. to surrender. surrender. Yes, they don't want to surrender. And that in this insane, they want to fight. They want to win, and uh, they uh, really don't care. They so so as we are, and they are really don't scare. They uh, ready to die for their nation, ready to die for their freedom future. And uh, I feel a, a big courage for my people, for my nation, for my country, because uh, uh, really, I uh, after twenty fourteen, uh, I um, uh, after my done, uh, I really see how people just just starting to uh, said that uh, they, uh, are they, they are tired uh, of, war. of war. They uh, don't want to, this to end. But now, but now, they, everyone united. Everyone united. Everyone understands that th this war will can be the end of our country, or this, uh, or this will be our future, our really freedom, our really. Our really uh, democratic future. It's the war for the independence. Yes. Some, uh, I was just going to say that. 
Yes. Yes, it's war for independence. Right? Like your Declaration of Independence, like with our country, we had our, uh, you know, our Revolutionary War, we, we declared our independence. But you, you declared it 30 years ago. This is it. No more. <laughs> but still, we have to fight for it. We had to have Maidan. We had to have uh, the war on the east. Uh, we have to have. Uh, we have to have uh, this war uh, war right now. And uh, you know, uh, sometimes uh, Russia looks uh, to me as an uh, angry ex, which uh, can't let go uh, uh, his ex girlfriend or something like this. I don't know, but, but it looks really this way. Like uh, you have broke up with uh, him uh, 30 years ago, and still he's trying. <laughs> To reach you and telling you are mine. I want you to go back. You can't do your decision by your own. And that really looks like this way. And uh, we just are fighting for our independence, for our freedom. You know, even our um, symbol of uh, our country. I have a. I had a tattoo three years ago. I'm not sure if it is. Can, I can love it. Yes, I see. Yeah, thank you. And uh, uh, you know the um, symbolic of this uh, one of the theories because it's really old. It like uh, one thousand year of the symbol. Uh, it uh, can be shown as Vola in the Ukrainian like alphabet, and Vola means freedom. So it is even written in our uh, uh, state symbol. It is like this symbol lasts from Yaroslav uh, the Wise uh, for two one thousand years. And that is really the freedom is really in our genes. We just can't uh, can't uh, feel and can't be uh, not independent, not free. So we fight for it, and that's really natural and important for us. The fact that you guys are expressing it as clear as you are, every American can identify with that analogy of wanting to have freedom and independence. Every one of us, and anyone in any democracy, can respect and admire what you just said, and. I think it sometimes takes inner courage and strength to assert that. And, and you have 40, 42, 43 million people, I think, or 44 million people in the Ukraine before the war. The fact that you're consolidated and, and united together in solidarity, you're not going to break your, your will. You're not going to break your desire for freedom. And that's what's going to survive and outlast this war. Out of all the tragedy that's happened, the, the bright light that's coming through is the fact that you're going to earn that freedom and have it cemented amongst the international community to protect you guys too and work with you. You don't need our protection. You can protect yourselves. But I mean, we're going to be standing in solidarity with you. That's us. That's what I think the international community is going to do from this point on. And I, I pray every day that Putin leaves power. I pray that people stop killing innocent people in Ukraine. I, I can't wait to see the day when you two can have the, the future I see, the future with children, the future with the house, the future with, you know, your repaired flat and your cat and, you know, just the common things, you, you know, that we take for granted when we're not at war, like getting up in the morning and going sitting out in the park and going for a walk together and having your children and enjoying things. That's what I want to see in your future. I want to see you both healthy, happy, safer, and, and moving forward in your lives. And, and I pray to God that happens sooner than later. And I pray it happens immediately, actually. So I want to thank you both for coming on the show today and sharing everything with us. This is important. And I'm going to get this episode out right away because I really do think it's so important to have our um, audience hear you. And I'll share your PayPal inf information with our audience. If there's anything you guys can think of, I want to keep my platform open to you, that if there's something you want to be spread out there as a story or information, I'd love to be able to carry that. And I, I will leave my my, my show on on, uh, on blast for you, so to speak, that if you want to come back on and share viewpoints or share new things and, and new developments, I'm here for you. 
I, I, I would love to encourage more Americans to do the same. Anyone with a podcast that's listening to this, reach out to you guys. Your message needs to be shared. You're so inspiring to me. And, and I really mean that. And I appreciate that. So, and I'll put, I'll put down your Instagram information as well in the show notes. Is that the best way people can follow you and get in touch with you and contribute and donate and everything else? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I really mean that. I just want to thank Slavisaw and, and Irina for coming on the show today and sharing their story. And, you know, a lot of things have changed since February 24th. As, as, a, as a world, we've changed. Our, our focus and our vision has changed. Our priorities have changed. And when, you, when it looks grim, when things look desperate, when things look dark, our story today can give you an example of light, hope, a desire for greater peace and opportunity. And I, I feel the courage of the Ukrainian people standing in solidarity with them. I'm so grateful to have our guests on today. Their story is about love in the time of war and beyond. They're going to fight these Russians and get them out of Ukraine and, and set peace and the future, not only for themselves, but for future generations and, and their posterity. So I'm so pleased to have them on. Please support everything we're talking about today. I'm going to have in the show notes, contribute to Slavisov's pay, uh, PayPal to help his warrior brothers and, and give them the stuff that they need. And I will continue to share that through my social media. Thank you so much. Stay tuned, stay positive because you're positive anything possible. Peace to Ukraine. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.